Welcome to Transformation. I'm Don Wick from the Red River Farm Network, your host for this podcast series. First of all, our thanks to CHS Community Giving for making this Transformation podcast possible. Transformation began earlier this year as a partnership between the Red River Farm Network and the Minnesota Department of Agriculture, along with numerous stakeholders throughout this region. In this past year and this series of podcasts, we've looked at the issue of farm stress and mental health in many ways. Today, we get the perspective from our next generation. Our guest is Maddie Smith, who's a freshman at the University of Minnesota and a native of southeastern Minnesota. Maddie, let's talk about this this current economy, the farm economy. Is this something that's an issue for, for you and your peers? We definitely see what's happening with our parents, with our grandparents, what's going on in the farm. Uh, but I think something that's easy to overlook is it's happening to us, too. Uh, we're, we're growing up in a time, it's... I mean, it's been since about probably 2013 we've been in a recession, so uh, times have been tough for the last several years, and we're, we're growing up seeing that this is how it is, and I think it definitely takes a toll on, on us. As someone from a small rural area in southeast Minnesota, I see this uh, among some of my best friends taking it upon themselves to compensate for what is happening with their parents, and um, I know even with myself, I, I almost feel guilty calling home because I, I talk to my dad and I, you know, I'm a freshman in college. There's a lot of great stuff going on in life. Like this is, this is the time to, to shine, to really embrace my potential. But at the same time, I, I, I feel guilty talking about all these opportunities, all of these things that are going well, because when I, I uh, talk to my dad about this, you know, it, it's hard for someone who is in a pessimistic mindset all the time and going through negative uh, events all the time to to kind of break out of that and feel happy and feel happy for someone else. So it that fact of not being able to share like what what's going well for me is a little bit of a of a downpull when I'm calling home. And you know, I honestly I really have it easy. Some of my friends are impacted impacted 24/7. I'm only impacted when I'm calling home. Um, some of my friends, they, they take it upon themselves to uh, skip out on opportunities in high school. I know one of my really good friends, she doesn't do any extracurriculars or sports after school, and even for her work study during her senior year classes, she chooses to go home and work on the farm because uh, she, she automatically takes it upon herself to pick up the slack because her family can't hire someone else and they need to work extra hours and uh, they're milking a third time a day versus just two times a day to try to keep the dairy farm afloat. It's interesting when you say this has been going on for four or five years. As a teenager, that's a, a good portion of your life. But this is really impacts you. It's, it's probably going to impact you for a lifetime. Yeah, I mean... I, I really didn't don't remember growing up in a time when farming was good, which is uh, kind of sad to say because you know it, it is a big part of my roots. It is part of my lifestyle, and I love being on the farm. Don't get me wrong. There's there's nothing more refreshing than being in the fields, uh, combining with my dad, and even just carrying those five gallon pails down to feed the steers. You know that's that's what I live for. But at the same time, it's it's kind of a cruel reminder of what's happening and uh, we're losing money even though it's something we absolutely love to do. Yeah, and it, it's interesting when you say that some of your friends perhaps that they can't, they can't participate in things that they want to do. Right, I mean, uh, I, I've been fortunate. My, my family has always said, don't worry about things that are, that are happening here. Uh, and sometimes they really don't tell me what's going on, which, 
which is almost worse because, uh, like I've said, it's it's like being left in the shadows, and you know you're in the shadow, and you know, as someone who's a young adult, there's really nothing that I can do. I mean, I'm not in a place where I can uh, sponsor a farm or, or donate or really contribute. Um, the most that someone my age really can do is like how I've seen some of my friends is picking out an outside job. And you know, my, my dad has always talked about getting an outside job as well. And I know a lot of farmers do that because we can't depend strictly on the, the farm income, um, especially since we're losing. Uh, but I, I only see my dad a couple hours here and there when I am home anyway. Uh, I know throughout the winter when we're lambing and we're, we're having our calves come in, he's probably only home four hours a night, and that's to sleep. And, you know, I have two little sisters, too, and they're four and six years old. And my, my mom definitely does most of the spends most of the time with them which is it, it's hard on everyone in the family honestly farming isn't just a one-person job it's it's the lifestyle for everyone that's involved it's it's the whole family business that's happening which is really good because you have the sport but at the same time it's a bit it's the worst enemy because you know um, it, it gets really personal and if there's a lack of communication versus like my mom who's really not on a farm, she didn't grow up on a farm, um, even there there's less understanding from her to uh, the rest of my family who's always been within agriculture. So uh, there's definitely a strain there and uh, so that marital strain, not seeing your parents as much, it's, it's all really tough and you kind of take it upon yourself as someone who's growing up to try to figure out, well, what can I still do to be successful for my own self in the future, but yet not let my parents down? Or how, how do I not let my parents fail and not fail on my own as well? So, a lot of pressure. Right, yeah, there's, there's definitely a lot of pressure. And it, it's something that's not easy to talk about because, um, like I was saying earlier, I read a psychology article that said the number one negative emotion in women is fear, and for men it's shame. And I, I see that because I, I think about my dad. He's, he's almost ashamed to uh, worry about if he's going to be able to, to, to feed his kids a good meal or um, even have the fun stuff, like the, the stuff that's just not a necessity because surviving isn't living. And... I think he worries about how, how is he going to make us happy besides just getting the bare minimums. And there is that shame and there is that stigma against asking for help. I think the parents' natural reaction is we want to shield our kids from, from some of the challenges we're going through, but obviously you sense it anyway. Right. I mean, like I said, I, th I think being in the shadows is the worst place, but at the same time, um, I, I don't know if I were a parent, how would I tell my kids what's going on? I, I remember uh, a couple of years ago, I think I, I was 13 years old, I remember reading a billboard and it said one in five kids live in a family that is struggling with poverty. And I was blown away by this. And I remember saying, Mom, Dad, did, did you know that? Like, I could not imagine what that's like. And this was probably, this was probably the first conversation we had anything related to this. And, and I didn't realize um, where we were, but they're like, well, you're one of those five. You're one of those five who is in that situation. And I mean, I guess it was in a way natural for me because it's like I never, I never knew any different. I never knew the luxury. I mean, I was happy. My family loved me. I, I had clothes that I needed. I mean, I wasn't going out buying name brand shoes or anything, but I, I really didn't need that. Um, but at the same time, I, I think once you start interacting with other kids and 
I mean, it, it never really bothered me personally, but I know there definitely are some students that they they see people who are coming from very financially stable families who are able to go on a trip to Disney, who are able to um, wear nice clothes and all of that. And it's not like it's something we need, but it definitely does set you apart, especially as you get older and kids are getting, and students are getting more aware of what is happening. Um, so it's, it's, hard to, it's hard to be shielded, but it's uh, hard to see what other people are experiencing too. So do you guys talk amongst yourselves? Where do you go for support? Well, I mean, we all know it that agriculture is a community in itself. And I think the younger generation is a lot better at using the, each other for support. And I know we would love to see my, you know, my parents and my grandparents not being afraid to talk to each other, not being afraid to just have a cup of coffee and talk about what they're going through. Um, so I think that's something that as we're getting through time, we're getting better about this stigma. And I really want to see that keep getting better. And I think, um, you know, even though our mentors and our role models are those older than us. I think the younger generation can be a role model for the older generation. And, you know, I guess the message that I'd like to send is have, have the hope and optimism. There's energy in this next generation, and there's a reason for that. It's because we do have hope. It's because we do see the potential in the future, because agriculture is what we're meant to be, and, and that's that's part of our lives. And, you know, no matter how hard it is through thick and thin, like, it's always going to be there for us. And we just want you guys to be able to support each other, because that's the number one important thing, is for agriculture as a community right now to come together as a family and get through this together. I think maybe our city cousins don't always understand. It's, uh, it is a business, but it's in our blood too. This is, this is who we are. Right. Uh, I always say farming's a lifestyle, and I think everyone listening could definitely agree to that and could attest to uh, the meaning of that statement. Uh, you know, you, you don't go home or you don't go to work clocking at nine and clock out at five. <laughs> That's not how it works. I mean, there's been plenty of times it's been in the middle of the night. We've gotten a phone call and it's like, all right, time to go put a calf back in or time to go fix the fence because thunderstorm just got done and we know that trees are down on that fence and it's going to take us four hours before we can go back to bed because we don't want those cows out. Uh, so, <laughs> you know, it, it's funny, even, you know, family vacations are planned around uh, farming. And, you know, our family vacations are a really big deal for me, but it probably sounds like nothing to everyone else. What we do is once a year, once every other year, depending on how we're standing, uh, we go to a hotel that's about an hour away and we spend the night, go to a little water park that's indoor with my two sisters. And that's our family vacation. And man, I love that. But uh, it's definitely not what someone else may think of as a family vacation, like going to the Bahamas or going to Disneyland. And I'm not saying that's what I want, but it's definitely dictated by farming because we have to, we can only uh, we can only be gone so long for for chores because there's not many people who know how to do it exactly the way it needs to be done. So you're you're going to university now. Do fellow students understand that, that maybe don't have that ag background? Uh, I think the students that do have the ba egg background understand pretty well. The students who do not, do not. Um, and, and that's just a generalization. There are certainly some who, more, who are more aware. Uh, but a lot of people, a common tendency is to think, well, our economy is doing really great right now. Like, how could anyone be struggling? And, you know, it's that moment of realization where, you know, someone might be doing great, but someone's not doing that great. And that someone who isn't doing great is 
the farmers. And uh, it's been several years like that where um, we are affected on a very personal level where people in our community are selling out their farms left and right, uh, especially looking at dairy. That's a big thing that I've seen in my community selling out. And every time you hear about that, it's just, it kind of breaks your heart a little bit more and a little bit more because you know, you know these people who are selling their farms and you know their kids and you go to school with their kids and you know that they're, it, they're taking it personally because I mean, what, what do you do? It's like, it's like moving to an entirely different country when you're getting off of the farm, honestly. I think it's something that is hard to see from a city perspective. I mean, living in a city right now, attending college, I understand, I can understand how if you, you're not familiar with that, that you would have no idea. Because the only reason I'm aware of it is because I come from it. I, I don't see it a lot in the news and it's not something that we really talk about. It's not something in a city that we bring up as a big issue because people don't really realize the relevance. So I think that's our, that's our biggest struggle right now is, you know, it's something we've always struggled with is connecting from uh, farm to plate. There's, there's always that disconnect there. And right now it's definitely harder than usual. Despite all these challenges, this is an industry you want to be a part of. <laughs> Absolutely. I mean, how, how couldn't I? Uh, look at the people in it. Uh, I mean, even, even the people listening today, you know, I, they're listening today for a purpose. They care about what's happening. They care about what we can do and how we can spread this mes message because this is a community that we care about. And uh, my aim is to be an ag teacher. So I want to work in a high school with students talking about agriculture. And yeah, I went through that phase where I really wanted to teach English for a while. And I was so set on English because I like writing and all of that. But then I realized, you know, Agriculture is unlike any other community, especially when it comes to teaching. I look at other ag teachers throughout the state that, uh, I mean, I've been to a conference with Minnesota Association of Agriculture Educators and spoken to a ton of educators from across the state. And they, they just teach you like peer, treat you like peers, even though I, I just graduated high school. There have been teachers who have been teaching for 50 years who act like I'm, I'm one of them. And I think that's something to be said about the community as a whole. It's, we, we want people to stay in it because it's, uh, it is who we are. And I think agriculture is that subject that is not just content, it's not just science, it's not just engineering and life systems. I mean, it is all of those things. But even more, it's, it, it's talking about life. It's real world stuff. It's how can I have a conversation with someone about what's happening and how can I understand where they're coming from so I can better produce a product that's good for them? And how do I show someone that agriculture, that is a common denominator for all of us, all of us, no matter where we are, how can I show someone that they are part of that even though they may not even know what agriculture is? Maddie, very important topic. We appreciate you sitting down and visiting with us. Thank you so much for ha having me. And for everyone listening, I really hope that um, you, you keep the faith in the future because there is a future. And as someone who is uh, uh, coming into a career within agriculture, I mean, I have hope, so why not have hope for yourself? Our thanks to Maddie Smith for her unique insight on this uh, important issue. Keep in mind, there are resources available a variety of resources available, including the Minnesota Farm and Rural Helpline, a free confidential hotline that's available 24-7. That helpline number, 833-600-2670. You can also visit minnesotafarmstress.com. We have links available for a number of resources as well on the Red River Farm Network website, rrfn.com forward slash transformation. 
This project is funded by CHS Community Giving. Transformation is a partnership between the Red River Farm Network and the Minnesota Department of Agriculture. This project began with funding from the National Institute of Health, the Great Plains Center for Agricultural Health, and numerous stakeholders, including the Minnesota Farmers Union, North Dakota Wheat Commission, Prairie St. John's, and others. Until next time, I'm Don Wick.